0: Trent and Carmen lead. Make your mark in Ethiopia, and so it's been a long journey to get to this point um, on your guys' side. And in a second, I want you to share a little bit of your story because a lot of the people that call Redeemer home weren't here. What was that? Three years ago? Almost four years ago? So So that's pretty. That's pretty wild in itself. And last year didn't even count. So I don't know what that's all about, but. Um, what's pretty awesome from our standpoint is we got connected to Ethiopia as a family, the Kuhn family, um, in a pretty special way. This guy sitting right here, he's going to hide now, but we adopted Malachi from just outside of Addis, which is where you guys are. And so we've, we've got some connections and love for the country of Ethiopia, and just how special, and I will literally—you feel you can play on that if you We're want. Just trying to figure out how to. Play. <laughs> There's a handle right there, you can lower it too. Yeah, There's a handle there, totally but uh, <laughs> 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 you, you shouldn't. No promises. No promises. We'll get. We'll cut that out of the out of the film. But um, so when we came to visit. Malachi before we adopted him we got to come and see make your mark in person and i got to tell you like it changed my life and it was remarkable to see what god was willing to do one of my favorite verses in the whole bible it's really my life first cuz it's it's just reality is 1st 1 corinthians 127 where it says that god chooses to use the weak things of the world to shame the strong. And that's just been the mantra of really the ministry that God's called us to. And you know, I I felt that with you guys just what your background was, how God changed your life and now how he is doing that full circle in allowing you guys to be a part of how he's shaping and changing lives in Ethiopia. So, give us a little bit of your background, your story, how you got to where you are, what Make Your Mark is all about. Take that wherever you want to take it. Okay,
1: I'll let you start because you normally start that. Yeah?
2: Okay, so I actually grew up in a very dysfunctional family. Uh, my father was very abusive to us and to my mom. Um, when I was eight years old, he broke into our home, and he I watched him slit my mother's neck. Um, I went to live with my grandmother um, while my mom was in the hospital fighting for her life, and a little girl down the street told me, well, at least she wasn't your real mom. And I was like, what do you mean she's not my real mom? So I had I was adopted. But I was not told I was adopted. And so the enemy began to use a lot of my past to try to destroy me as a little girl. Um, I had been sexually abused by three different people um, before I was eight years old. And so I didn't trust people. I didn't trust adults. Um, the people that were placed in my path um, to protect me had hurt me. And so um, I started um, to fight for myself. I was a fighter. I felt like I had to protect myself as a little eight, nine, ten year old girl. Um, that led to me looking to drugs. Um, for me, it was easier to be high um, than to feel my pain. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, And, too, I mean, we always like to start with our story. Uh, As you said, it's the why behind our drive, you know, why we do this, make your mark. Um, As you'll hear, it started in Charlotte working with inner-city youth, at-risk youth. Um, And and that's why we like to encourage the people of God through testimony and what he can do in anyone's life. And um, it's really that why behind our drive. Um, I I grew up also in a, a broken home. My dad left when I was three years old. And so I had a single mom raising three boys. God bless her soul. Um, and, and so um, around nine years old, though I really started uh, just transitioning, transitioning to a really angry child and full of rage. Uh, I was looking back. I know it was that absent father. I call him the invisible dad. He was alive. I just never saw him again. Um, and so I started searching for affirmation, purpose. And in very toxic ways. And so my life looked a lot like toxic relationship with girls um, and then acting out at school for attention and then drug use at an early age, trying to also fill this void that was inside of me the whole time and ended up leading me, dropping out of school, uh, selling drugs. And I, looking back, I never really sold drugs for, for the money. It was more because people wanted me. Someone yeah. was calling me and it was feeling mm-hmm. that temp- temporarily. Feeling a void inside of me, of being wanted, Uh, so I was searching for that uh, throughout my whole life and did it in very toxic ways, which ended me up um, eventually. Well, in 60 days in jail, Um, I was in and out of court. But when I got out of that in 1999, March 12th, 1999, is when God brought this beautiful angel of light into my (laughs) path. Um, But she wasn't much of an angel herself. um, (laughs) We met at a at a club, a a rave club. So it opens at midnight and closes at six in the morning and you start over the next day. Um, But through that, uh, she was going to church and uh, on Wednesday nights teaching preschoolers songs. And I went with her just (laughs) to impress the parents. And that's where God started to kind of work more on our life. Wow. Yeah. And then through that, we did some faith evangelism courses but the way we were living our life was we were kind of going to church memorizing scripture going out and evangelizing but then going straight to the bar because i was still selling drugs um and so at the time there was no conviction because that was our whole lifestyle yeah it was all we ever knew um and it's kind of our ministry model that you'll hear a little bit with working with the boys um from that life experience but through that uh, God, the Holy Spirit, really began to speak into, into me. Uh, my heart wasn't in it, but the Holy Spirit was. Wow. And, and, and so through that, I started crying out to this God to intervene, to change my life. And he answered that prayer by us getting married, but then that wasn't the answer. It was a month later when I was set up for Trafficking Ecstasy. Uh, and then I was looking at seven years in prison. So, but the answer to the prayer was do, what, do whatever it takes, God. Yeah. Change my life. And that answer was that. And it ended up being him showing me mercy because I ended up getting 15 months. Wow. So I went to state prison for 15 months. But that's where I had the, I call it the movie moment. Hands down. Surrender my life to Christ. It's not my life anymore. It's your life through me. And the void that I was always trying to fill my whole life through all those empty. I always say I was I was filling my emptiness with empty things which yeah. left me empty. Yeah. And in that moment... Even though I was going to prison and leaving my wife behind, I was filled with the love and the power and the mm. grace and the fullness of Christ. And that way. void was filled. So I had this peace about me. I always say it was like my Bible college, you know. Yeah. <laughs> the Holy Spirit was teaching <laughs> me for those 15 months and growing me. And, um, but Carmen kind of went in the opposite direction and got really angry at God
2: yeah, I think a lot of times when stuff happens in our life, we have a tendency to blame God, um, and that is what I did. Um, as a little girl, I started running away from home when I was 12 years old, and so when things got hard, I ran away. And so that's what I tried to do in my marriage. I blamed God. I got mad at God, and I tried to run away from my marriage. actually I cheated on Trent when he was in prison. And I told him, and he's like, I forgive you. And I'm like, what do you mean you forgive me? You know, like I tried to take divorce papers. He's like, I'm not signing those. Like God has bigger plans for us. And so while Trent was in prison, you know, the Holy Spirit was moving in him. And I'm like, who are you? Like I did not recognize my husband. Um, it, it wigged me out a little bit because he was this like all out like holy roller. Um, and when Trent got out of prison, like – It was really hard, you know, because he had to protect himself from me. Um, because I was toxic, I was still toxic, but I began to see Jesus in flesh and trend. you know, and that's what the church, that's what we are supposed to be to the world out there. We are supposed to be Jesus and flesh, and for the first time in my entire life, I saw it, and I wanted a piece of it. Yeah. I'm like, if you can do that for Him, for sure, you can do that for me, God. And so that's how our journey kind of started. Is um, you know just submitting to this craziness, Um, and one of the first things God really wanted to work with me with was forgiveness. And so I want to encourage anyone in the church today, if you're holding on to something and you haven't forgiven them, like God can't do all the things you're praying for. God can't move unless you forgive. And so the first person God wanted me to forgive was my dad. And it was painful. I was scared. I yelled at God. I said, no. How could you want me to forgive him? You say you know all things. Don't you know he did this, this, and this? And I knew it was God because I would never choose to forgive my dad. Mm. And so that's kind of how like our walk together, it was taking these big, scary steps like of forgiveness and being like, okay, I'm going to forgive my dad. And when I forgave my dad, I was free. I was free like for the first time in my whole entire life. And so it's just been this consistent um, being faithful with whatever God is putting on your heart and whispering to us. Um, And then he just starts to do all these amazing things.
1: And then he said it's time for mission. And he said wow. on mission.
0: So fast forward us. How did you get from that place, stepping out of prison, Holy Spirit indwelt, life is changing? What do we say? Life's coming at you fast, <laughs> right? Like things are different. How did that translate into – because one of the things people always ask is like what does God's call look like? Like how do I know? Like how do I know when God calls me? Like I know we have we have some folks at Redeemer that are wrestling with that. Like how do I know if it's God's call? How do I know if it was the pizza last night? Like you know, like what what's the secret sauce of knowing? Okay, this is a God thing because that's a big leap, right? Like that's a big leap. I'm gonna I'm gonna leave this life, but I'm gonna take that and God's gonna redeem it. Yeah. Redeemer, shameless plug. God's gonna redeem that, and then He's just taking you on this crazy journey that we're gonna talk about today. But what was the transition moment? Like, how, how did you know? Like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna get out of prison, and now I, did it? Was it immediate? Was it like now I'm gonna go help kids?
1: Uh, well, the secret sauce is Jesus.
0: Amen. Yeah. <laughs> see you later. <laughs> we'll see you next time. <laughs> see you in another year and a half. He's
1: not. Um, Amen. I mean, our our faith journey, our ministry growth, everything um, has been based out of scripture. And there's the one based out of the, the, the talents that when the master yeah. leaves, Come on. and he gives some talents, go, go through the whole story. Most of us know that, and they're supposed to go and invest and do. And the master comes back, and Jesus is telling this story about himself. Yeah. And he says, Well, what'd you do? And we know two did good and one did not so good. Um, but the two that did well, he said, well done. Now, look, you've been faithful with a little. Mm-hmm. Now I'm going to put you in charge of, of much. Yeah. And so that's really been like the secret sauce is like just being faithful with the little things that God puts before us each day. Amen. Whether it's forgiveness or whether it's, uh, you know, it wasn't just kids at the beginning. It was just being faithful with small ministry things each and every day. I
2: saw you read. Yeah, I was going to. I was going to give him the. Um, I think it's so important, church, for you guys not to miss today. You know, I think so often we can get so caught up in you know our calling and what God's calling us to do and what we believe He's calling to, but we're missing the today. Whether it's in our school, in our job, in our marriages, in our homes. Um, that is what has to be first. That's how you know it's God is because he's going to take you back to where you are today, your family, your marriages, and he's going to want you to work on that and being faithful with those small things, guys. Like sometimes it's good to have a plan and have dreams and God puts things on our hearts when we're little girls and we're like, we know this is what we're supposed to do. But sometimes there's a journey that gets us there, and it's yeah. loving the people right in front of you. Like, Make Your Mark started right off our front porch. We had crack addicts, prostitutes, drug deals, and drug dealers, and God said, what are you going to do? Well, we're going to go love on the people, mm. you know? And so yeah. that's the church. That's what we're supposed to do um, is love the people that are in front of you today, and then God will bring those yeah. other people.
1: I mean, because as she just shared, the birth of Make Your Mark, um, I always joke, but there was no whiteboards and strategic plans <laughs> and no elders' meetings, you know, or sitting around figuring out what to do. There was, we moved in this neighborhood for financial reasons, actually. We were going to remodel this 1930 bungalow house and hopefully make some money in a couple years. Uh, but then, as we're in, immediately as we move in, we see what she just described, and God just said, What are you going to do? And so it was mm-hmm. a simple idea of love. And through that, taking that step of, of, of faith, and we say there's always fear involved, right? There, yeah. Fear wants to rise up. Because the, the man who didn't do good in that story, he says, I knew you were a hard man. He says, but I was afraid. Yeah, Afraid. We, gotta, we can't miss that word in that scripture because it is fear that really keeps us a lot of times from doing what God is wanting us to do today. You got it. And, and, and so we, this saying has come up in our life because constantly we've had to like step through fear mm. into faith. Yeah, because it's there, and that's what stopped him from doing what God wanted him to do with the talents, mm. or stops us. Sorry. So, um, yeah, make your mark was born right there with a the simple idea to just love. Well, first we were loving on the addict and the prostitute, but then God said, showed us the true target, and that was the kids, the daughter mm-hmm. of the prostitute, and the kid, the the son of the drug dealer who just got arrested and now's fatherless like I was. So. Yep. It was just simple, and we just started loving them. And then God started to increase the territory. Yeah. Became a nonprofit. And we're like, what is that? We didn't even know at that yeah. point in time. But um, <laughs> we're just walking in it, and God's growing it. That's incredible.
0: Was, there's a lot was there. Six years
1: in Charlotte of, of doing inner city work okay. before Ethiopia.
0: That's so powerful. There's a lot there. You know, I think about, you know, I think it was Paul that gave the advice to Timothy, right? Like, God did not give us a spirit of fear but of love and of a sound mind, right? And so that's really powerful. We could talk about that for a long time, but we got more to get to. Um, So again, let's fast forward some more. God called you to Ethiopia. How did you get from Charlotte to Ethiopia?
1: Yeah. These are two very common questions. The ones he's asked. I'm throwing you softballs. Like, How did that happen? Softballs. Um, and and <laughs> so once again, mission and going on. You know, mission yeah. and mission is in our families and in our community and you know, Jerusalem, Samaria, then the ends of the you earth, and then ends of the earth was for us Ethiopia. Yeah. Um, we I've went done on a, the trip.
0: It's right. the ends of the earth. <laughs> right. It's far.
1: A Good 24-hour trip, door it's to door. Trip or 30 sometimes. But so we went in 2006 on a short trip, mission like one week. Uh, Trip And on the last night, we went to a girl's home. There was 31 girls there, teenagers, former girls living in the streets. And so long story short on that, you see our beautiful daughter here, 18 years old now. Uh, She (laughs) was in the home with her biological mom, and we adopted her and learned a lot of her story, though, over the years. Yeah. Because I kept going back. Yeah. And learning her her biological mom's story of of growing up on the streets as a 7-year-old little girl, Mm. sex trafficked at 10 years old. Um and it was a year involved with that and then eleven years old escaped and ran to the big city of Addis, got um pregnant with uh Kiki at thirteen and then literally like had her on the street, like not in the hospital. She had passed out and fell down and um in two thousand nine I stood in that spot. Wow. With her biological mom and was, was hearing some of these details and I just call it the Moses moment, the burning bush moment, like this is what you're going to do. You're, oh, wow. going to, you're going to move over here. You're going to get kids off the streets and prevent it from happening. So 10 years ago, <laughs> that's what we did. Um, and we just took that, like, how are we going to raise money for that? How are we even going to raise money for the adoption? I mean, there's so many, like, uh, stepping through fear in the faith moments. Yeah. But God always shows up and provides and does just who he is. Yeah. And so That's, yeah, a, a, lo- that's a lot of the why behind Ethiopia.
0: That's incredible. So four years ago, with our connections, you know, through meeting on adoption-related things, and that we, five years ago, planted Redeemer City Church. And by God's grace, as we started to grow a little bit, and, you know, we believe in, you know, tithing ourselves, right? So as a church, we give, without thinking about it and so as we got the chance to do that for the first time it was really easy for me to be like i know exactly who needs who needs help you know the mission of our church is to see people set free to share that liberating power of the gospel and i've seen it like i've seen it with my own eyes and so we began to partner with you guys uh four years ago and man you want to talk about amazing to be a part of you know one of our elders i talk with him about like how like you can you can be somewhere without ever being somewhere, right? That by your investment at Redeemer with money, and money's just a tool, right? Jesus says, follow the money, right? Where your treasure is, that's where your heart is. And so for Redeemer, like what do we want to show our heart? Like, and it's exi- like, you guys are living out what we want to show our heart. And so that was a simple thing for us to partner with, and what we originally began partnering with you on was the centers that you have right there in Addis with those boys that come off the street. So, talk a little bit about what you've been doing, and then after that, we'll we'll get to one of their new initiatives, uh, and we'll we'll get there. So, I know you got some pictures too. So, feel free to take us first wherever you want.
1: Family one before we kind of get into the the ministry, and I'll, I'll let Carmen talk about about that's more people
0: than are here (laughs) Uh,
1: This is outside of just organization work
2: So when we moved to Ethiopia Again how do you know it's God's voice Because it's something you'd never choose to do I mean like (laughs) if that's been like a consistent thing in our lives It's like okay we know it's God Because we would never do this And so when we moved to Ethiopia The Lord um, put it on our hearts To bring in nine Ethiopian teenagers into our family um and so this this is our family um we have um they came to us as teenagers now their moms their dads their husbands their wives um, and we do still have three that are still living with us Um, but it's been a joy so this is our first ministry before make your mark is our home
1: amen yeah and of course It's had its challenges and had its fears, um, but stepping through that fear in the faith and and God just doing so much. I mean, we were a family of four when we went there and just grew and grew and grew. And it was just always like, are we, should we? I don't know, you know, and just kind of step by step, just like a little baby. And then God just increasing the territory. So we wanted to share that because that's kind of, as she said, our our first ministry family, as family should be. Um, Awesome. So, yeah, I mean, what you partnered into and the need over there, we can throw that next picture up. Um, and what we're doing. I mean, we're, we're, Our mission statement is that we're, gonna, we're bringing kids out of street life to a life with purpose. Amen. Uh, and this is a common scene right here at night uh, in Addis Ababa that you see uh, children. I mean, our target group on boys is 7 years old, 7 to 14 years old, mm. that are huddled up and, and sleeping together like this. And most of the t- they say we sleep together but for safety, protection. Uh, I have a video recently where the boys are sleeping up inside this hole in a bridge. You know, some bridges have a cavity. They climb up there, and they sleep all inside this uh, light rail bridge. And we have a video. They're there's just coming out, like 10, 15 of them jumping wow. out. But it's, they say for protection, and it's mostly because of the abuse. There's physical abuse. There's verbal abuse. But the biggest thing they face is sexual abuse uh, and, and predators that come out at night to, to prey on them. And so they, they sleep like this for safety. So they, these kids are going through really horrific, hard uh, uh, life situations. Mm-hmm. But the next one I think is, um, you know, Amy, yep, one of our workers. She grew up on the streets she, as a teenage girl, but now she's a social worker with us. Wow. And, uh, and our model is just to, to, to go to them. It's not that we're a, hey, big organization, come to us, we're going to fix you. It's like, it's the Jesus model. We're going to come down to you, and we're going to love on you right where you are. Uh, with, with, you know, no expectations and things like that. And we have activities and everything and we don't have time to get into all that, but we always say there's there's two core human basic needs um, that people really need. A lot of times people say food and shelter. That's the answer, right? Food and shelter. We go, no. Love and belonging. Mm. And that's what we're really trying to restore into these, these kids' lives is love and belonging. Yeah. And I think, throw the next one up, I think it's some of the Joyce uh, Bethel Center. <laughs> so you visited our Bethel Center, okay. which was the first one uh, that, that we opened there yeah. years ago. Uh, and, and we had been doing that for about seven or eight years. And, and God really pushed us to, to invest more, to help more kids. Yeah. But stay relational. Yeah. Let's not open a place where you have 100, 500, 1,000 kids. Let's stay in that relational love and belonging model and open up more branches. Yeah. So the next picture you can see is our Joyce Center. Uh, which opened a couple of years ago, praise God. Um, and, and so we had two centers sitting there um, working towards bringing these kids out of street life to a, a life with it's purpose. Yeah. It's incredible. Then, I mean, any questions you have about the organization oh, and the work in that?
0: That's amazing. There's lots of questions, but I want to get to the next step. Yeah. Because this is what we talk about a lot. We show these pictures yeah. from time to time. Oh, yeah. We pray for these kids. Um, but you ha- God's again pushing you a little bit farther, right? A little bit farther. This is a theme in what he's doing yeah. in your ministry. And so um, if you have questions about the Boys Center and those two locations, and we, we hope, you know, there's 10 locations soon, right? Like, I'm ready for that. So uh, pray about it. But um, he's now pushing you into another ministry opportunity. Yes.
1: Sorry, right. There is another picture. Go ahead. I Just remembered that we put up there, so you can see um, the next one. I, yep. Sorry. So this is Dogum. This is a mm-hmm. boy. And you might, like you said, shared some of these pictures, uh, but I forgot this moment and I really wanted to share it because yeah. th- th- this is him with a, a bottle of, of glue that um, you may have heard about, and as you shared and prayed, but they use this as in our own life um, to self-medicate. Yeah. Uh, they they say it doesn't make him hungry, doesn't make him cold, doesn't make him afraid. Uh, there's one boy that says it really well he says we we sniff glue to forget we want to forget our lives Um, so we're all about helping restore their life, bring them back to life bring them to a life with purpose we call them kids with purpose not street kids, yeah,
0: but I love kids that. with purpose.
1: I love it. Uh, if you, so if you see KWP anywhere, that means kids with purpose. Amen. Uh, and so you can see Dogum in the next one. I mean, the transition and the change in his wow. life. And, and we could share hundreds of stories and photos like this of what God is doing over in Ethiopia. And so I didn't want to miss this moment just to encourage you, yeah. Redeemer Church, of what we have been a part of. We, yeah. together, Amen. Uh, Amen. that God is restoring these kids' lives. And we're so thankful for the partnership Amen. because for years this has been happening over and over and over. And is there one more or is it the uh... – nope, you can go back. Well, they stay there. Sorry. That's yeah, where we're, we're at. We're, we're that's heading where this... we're at. So, this so just is, leave that up there.
0: This is where God's now pushed you and stretched you into, and it's the KC Center, right? Yeah. And that's only because I can't truly pronounce the full name. I'll let you do that. But it's, it's named after your daughter, right? who's in the room. So pretty awesome. So give us a little bit of that story and maybe what we can pray for, how we can get involved.
2: So when we moved to Ethiopia, we thought we were going to do girls' ministry because of our daughter, because of um, her biological mom. And so I want to encourage you guys, sometimes you think you're taking these steps, you're doing this, and you think you're doing something, and then God's going to redirect our path sometimes. And that's what he did with us. So allow him to redirect the path of the plan that you know (laughs) that he's called you on. So he led us to boys' ministry um, to our surprise, and so people would always ask, why aren't you doing girls? Why aren't you doing girls? And we're like, because God told us we're supposed to do boys. So we have been eagerly waiting for 10 years, um, (laughs) to do girls ministry. And so the name of the center is Kalkidan and that is named after our daughter and her name means promise. And so there's so much power in, um, the Lord and, and his plans and his goodness. And, um, so that we, we opened up the girls center.
1: Yeah, and it's, it's exciting. I mean, it was one of those things God was saying, here's what's next. Like that, What's that next step yeah. to be faithful with uh, was this. And so we did street assessment. We went out to see what's the, the need. We were gathering data and seeing what's Make Your Mark's model going to be because it's definitely going to be different than boys, young boys. Sure. Where, I mean, our target is 16- to 24-year-old girls, young ladies. Um, and so as we were out there, I mean, we were meeting girls, and you see this one here. She is also has glue just walking around the streets out in the open in the middle of the day and just blur her face out for identity and protection on that. Sure. But yeah. um, they're also experiencing horrific stories uh, that we were hearing about and learning from them, and a lot like her, uh, our daughter's biological mom story, uh, mm-hmm. really hard stuff that they're, they're facing. And, and so we were excited that God called us to this to grow. But once again, after we did it and the assessment, then we did the budget, and then we were like, <laughs> oh, Oh, it's going to be $100,000. You know, where is that going to come from in the midst of COVID? Like, how, you know, how are we going to raise this? But we were faithful with the small and praise God within less than 40 days, uh, God provided $100,000 for year Amen. 1. Amen. So start up and everything. So we're uh, I think we can go to the next one. Excited that the the center is open. Uh it's running. It has um Twelve girls, young ladies there right now, uh, and it's exciting to see that God is already transforming their lives within the two months. We've been open two months now uh, there at the KC Center. That's incredible. And, and not only is it named after our daughter, we do love the meaning. It's it's promise, and, and that we promise that we are going to fight for these girls. We promise that we're going to provide you and your children a safe place where you can grow so this one, we don't call Kids with Purpose. We call it Girls with Purpose. So it's GWP, yeah.
0: <laughs> That's awesome. That's incredible. So, you know, the, I'm sure you have mountains in front of you, needs, big things. What are, the, what are the big things that you need your, the body of Christ, your family here to be praying for specifically, you know, our battles not against flesh and blood you know, we talk a lot about here, like the people out there are not the enemy, right? There's an enemy behind that and Jesus wants to redeem those people. And so how can we pray specifically for what God's doing in your family's life, in the center's life, in the KC center? What can we specifically be praying about with you? And I would encourage you, Redeemer, to write this down and let's be, let's be faithful in doing that and praying and then we'll, then I've got one more question.
2: So I always go to my family first. Um, So our baby girl is coming back to the States for university. And so (laughs) you guys can be praying for us. We're going to be leaving and going 8,000 miles away um, from her. So Kiki is going to University, North Carolina, Charlotte. Um, So pray for Kiki. Pray that Kiki finds a Bible teaching church. Um, Pray for her friends. Pray that she spreads her wings and she flies and she becomes all that God has created her to be. Um, Pray for my mama heart that my girl is going to be here and we're going to be 8,000 miles away. So that would be one thing we would love for you guys to pray for.
1: And pray for her brother right beside her because he's going to be so sad (laughs) that she's gone. He's actually happy because he's like, now I get my own room. Um, No, yeah, just pray for us. That's a big transition both sides. Um, And so we need that as a family prayer. Sure. You, bet. Um, you bet. An organization just, just praying over. Um, I mean, you can go to the next one. You can see some of their babies there. They're wow. so precious.
2: Um,
1: <laughs> uh, praying for these girls. Uh, I mean, for the organization, you've been praying for the boys. Um, but these young ladies, just praying for their hearts, praying for restoration. Um, there, there, there's a story of this one girl that's there right now, that, that, kind of like the same story, living on the streets at six years old. Um, and then... Had to sell, forced to lived in a, was taken into this house by a kind of a lord type guy, and was forced to use drugs, sell drugs, and beg at six and seven years old just yeah. to eat in that house, and then at eleven years old he he took her as his wife and started sleeping with her, and she said more in the story she says more like, by force, but I thought it was normal, mm. which is just crazy. I mean she's eleven years old, but she escaped from that also and then made it to the streets, and so she's there now. Uh, But there's so many stories like that. And so, yeah, we're not at war against flesh and blood. And we need to be praying for these girls' hearts, for their mind. um, Because our first three months is heavily focused on emotional, behavioral, and psychological rehabilitation. (laughs) And just really speaking into the heart and the mind first. So um, I've actually got a a prayer sheet with all the girls' um, pictures and names so that you guys could print that in your house, put it on your fridge, wherever. What's the best
0: way for me to and, get and, and that, and to visit your table after? For,
1: uh, not that sheet, but I can email it to you. That okay. thought just came to my, my okay. mind. Yeah. Um, and you guys can pray over them, like, by name, okay. in the name of Jesus.
0: Yeah, we would love that.
1: Um, we need that. And then okay. just prayer for finances. I mean, we're growing, and growth takes money, too. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, we need prayer in that. Yeah. And, uh, it takes a village. And it does. It takes a village to not only you know be there. I mean, we have we've gone from uh, growth-wise a staff of eight at the beginning to a staff of fifty-two. Wow! So we have fifty-two Ethiopian staff, and and, and I love three. that model, by the
0: way. They don't just call more Americans to come. Like you're equipping and empowering. You're being the church in Ethiopia and empowering Ethiopians to to serve their Yes neighbor
1: yeah and so organization wise me too you could pray for me because we've gone from one branch and that was about 30 staff but now this big jump to two branches and 52 staff like it's my like, yeah. stretching me like you yeah. know and so it's <laughs> um i could use prayer just from yeah. leadership and organizational stuff i mean i never went back to school i didn't you know, I, was, I don't have B.A. or, you know, M.B.A. is behind my name. I'm still 11th grade dropout with two felonies in prison time. That's <laughs> my elevator. Okay. If I got on the elevator Amen. with you, that's what you're going to get. Amen. Yep. 11th grade dropout, two felonies in prison time. Um Praise But God. it's the Holy Spirit that's yeah. done much in me, and so I need yeah. your prayer from a leadership standpoint. Yeah.
0: It's awesome. Praise God for that. Any more pictures?
1: The graphic. Let's do it. Need. Yeah. Yeah. Talk to us. Yeah. So what do we need? Um, you know, moving forward. Uh, We need people who believe in this mission, who are passionate about it, of bringing these girls out of street life to a life with purpose and restoring hope in their lives. And so right now this year, um, we need 110 partners in this. We're inviting people in. Um, And so we need, as you can see here, uh, 50 at $45 a month, 50 at $90 a month, and 10 at $180, which will help us be on on a monthly basis, you know, be, be, be provided. Year one was provided by God. Praise God. That was year one, though. We need year two, year three, year five, sustainability to continue to reach more yep. girls. And so, you know, th- th- these days we subscribe to so many things, right? Yep. I mean, how many subscriptions do you have? You know I what I mean? I talk about it. Who, 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 has them, who, has them, who has them all in here? YouTube TV, Hulu, uh, Disney Plus, <laughs> and Netflix. And it's like the list goes on. Yeah. Um, I, I've got a ROM watch stretching workout. <laughs> I paid fifteen dollars a month for, and I think I used it the first week or two, and I haven't used it in six months. But still paying. But for still it. paying for it. <laughs> so you know these subscriptions that we have in our life nowadays, we have so many of them, yeah. and a lot of the times they're stretching. That's good for us. Some of them are just, you know, just to mesh out and binge watch. But a lot of them are geared towards us. Yeah. If we're truthful, a lot, yeah. all the ones I have are geared towards me. And so what we're asking is to invite. People into this subscription on a monthly basis to to be about others, to be about bringing these girls out of the ashes, out of the hurt, out of the pain, out of the trauma, into a place of hope, into a place of what we're saying. And goal is empowered, strong, young lady who is self-sustainable and living on her own and her changing the world and her, like we're saying, changing the narrative of the story. We're all about storytelling, right? We want to change the narrative. Of these girls' lives. We want to change the narrative and send them off to a life with purpose. So Amen. we invite you into that. Amen. Amen.
0: That's awesome. I have so many more questions, but I want to give you guys an opportunity to talk to them. So I want to end here a second, but I think it would be very appropriate for us to pray over you.